0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 28th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. Man, I'm excited about this series. We're going miracle by miracle by miracle. And on some of these miracles, we spend a few days on them. Some of them we just do one day. But as we're going miracle by miracle, I'm reminding you of the supernatural power of God. I'm reminding the Holy Spirit is reminding you to believe on another level, that there's nothing that's impossible for God. My, Mark 9 and 23 says, all things are possible to him that believes. Put it in the chat. Say, I'm a believer. I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. So I all things are possible for me. Why? Because I believe God. Put that in the chat. I believe God. Put it in the chat. All things are possible for me. So as I'm preaching and teaching on the miracles of, of Jesus, and you, you are seeing the supernatural power of God manifested in situation after situation after situation, it helps you to deal with the current situations that you're facing, right? The the current conditions of your heart and whatever's going on in your life. This is a Tuesday morning. I'm going to go to DC today. I have some meetings. We all have things on our calendars. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you're facing this week, guess what? As we look at the miracles of Jesus, we're reminded that God can do all things. And because God is on us and in us and with us and for us, then we can do all things as well. This is the miracles of Jesus part 35, I'm going to deal with Jesus healing a demon-possessed mute. And the title of today's message is Walking in Supernatural Discernment. I want you to put that in the chat. Say, I walk in supernatural discernment. I'm able to discern in the spirit. I'm I'm not relying just on my intellect. I'm relying on divine instinct. I'm not just relying on my education. I'm relying on revelation. I operate in spiritual discernment discernment. Say amen to that. You ready? All right, so let's get ready to receive the word today. So I'm excited about this message because I've shared with you before that I believe that it would be a shame for you to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and walk around with the Holy Spirit for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, only to get to heaven and realize that you never used the Holy Spirit, that you walked around with the Holy Spirit and you took him with you into all of these meetings and engagements and all of that, and you never relied on him. You, You operated as a mere man. Put in the chat, I am not a mere man. I'm not a mere man. Why? Because I'm born from above. I'm, I am born again. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit in all things. Before we get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse 4 says, Now, Lord, do it again. Put say, say do it again. Put that in the chat. Do it again. Lord, restore us to our former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. I declare no dry places for me. Put it, say that, uh, no dry places. I don't want any area of my life. be dry or dried up. No, this is a season of refreshing. This is a season of restoring. This is a season where God is going to give us our joy back, our passion back, our zeal back. I know that the last few years have been difficult. I know that people are still processing the pandemic. People are still processing things that they went through, and it's like they haven't really regained everything back. But well, no, but this is your season to get it back. Come on, Lord, do it again. This is your season. Say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, and I'm coming back better. God is going to take us to another level of glory. So in this series, we've been dealing with the miracles of Jesus. Earlier in the series, I dealt with Jesus healing two blind men. Uh, let me share with you what happened afterwards. This is Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 to 34. The Bible says, as the two blind men, people who were blind, not blind anymore, were leaving, some people brought another man to Jesus. This man could not talk because there was a demon inside of him. Jesus forced the demon out, and then the man was able to talk. And the people were were amazed. They said, we've never seen anything like this. Not, Not in Israel, not around. We've been around the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin forever. We've never seen anything like this. But the Pharisees said, this man, the one who's casting out demons, is actually using the power of demons to cast out demons. Now, that doesn't make any sense, but that's what they said. And I'm going to deal with that. I'll explain that a little bit more uh, uh, tomorrow, really. But anyway, let me set the stage for you. Two formerly blind men, people that were blind, now they can see, uh, they're leaving. And as they're leaving, people brought another man to Jesus. This man couldn't talk. He was a mute. And Jesus immediately discerned why. See, I walk in discernment. See, I'm. The, he immediately discerned why we 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 have to uh, uh, operate, tap into the Holy Spirit to walk in a level of divine discernment. There are people actually. I was watching some stuff on YouTube. There's a whole like group of people, believers, Christians, who think that we're not supposed to operate in discernment, and that they even it was weird. I never heard this term before. They said, well, there's these discernment ministries out there and they're like false teachers. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, like we're not supposed to discern in the spirit. I mean, what Bible are you reading? So anyway, let me keep going. Jesus discerned that the issue that the man was having was not a medical issue. It was not a physical issue. He discerned immediately that the man was possessed by a demon. The, the demon was robbing this man of his ability to talk. So Jesus dealt with the root of the issue. Jesus didn't like, uh, let me lay hands on your vocal cords and pray for healing. No, the issue was not his vocal cords. The issue was not his tongue. The issue was a demon. And so Jesus cast the demon out. Jesus always deal deals with the root. Put in the chat, say, let's deal with the root. You got to deal with the root of the issue, not the fruit. The people present, they were amazed. And they said, we've never seen anything like this. Not in Israel, right? Because in Israel, we see a lot of rituals and rites and routines, but we've never seen anything like this. And this caused a problem for the Jewish religious leadership because Jesus was doing things that they could not do. And so time after time, person after person, Jesus was healing people. He was causing the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise. And the father was using Jesus in this supernatural way. And the religious people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, this put them in a bad situation because now the spotlight was on them. The people were like, well, wait a minute. I've never seen anything. I've been going to church all my life. I've never seen. I've been going to Sabbath all my life. Wait a minute. I've been going to synagogue all my life. Wait a minute. I've never seen anything like this. And so what they did was they didn't want this to be an indictment against them. So immediately they tried to discredit Jesus. They said, well, this man, this man that's casting out, he he's using the power of demons to cast out demons. that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous accusation. They were attributing the acts of God to Satan. Why were they doing that? Because they had no other answer. They, 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 They were like, you know, they didn't know what else to say. Jesus responded. This is Luke 11, 17 and 18. Jesus said, listen, if Satan is fighting against himself, how could his kingdom survive? you say that I use the power of Satan to cast out demons. <laughs> I use the power of God to cast out demons. This shows you that God's kingdom has now come to you. It's not the power. That doesn't make any sense. I, if Satan was casting out Satan, then his kingdom would be divided and the kingdom that's divided cannot stand. I'm going to deal with this again, because this is not the only time that Jesus was accused of doing miracles by the power of Satan I'm going to deal with another occasion where this happened tomorrow, and then we'll we'll explain that. But what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you this morning about discernment. Say discernment. All right, three things. <clears throat> Here we go. Number one, this is where I need you to open up your heart to receive. Here's number one. Religious activity is void of divine power, and it causes people to focus on the wrong things. I was raised in a very religious environment. One of my cousins is watching right now, um, and he knows And so the way we were raised, we were raised to go through rituals and rites and routines and practices and traditions, but there was no power. And so religious activity is void of divine power and it causes people to focus on the wrong things. That's what the the Sadducees and the Pharisees were doing. They were focused on the wrong things. I tried religion for years, but I never experienced God. I was faithful to like go through the things that my mama taught me. It was like, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I did all those things, but I never experienced the power of God. I did all those things, but I never saw the supernatural power of God manifested in my life or in anyone else's life. And so I was faithful to religious practices, but like the Pharisees, all it did was cause me to lash out at people who didn't believe what I believed or who didn't go through the traditions that I went through and it caused me to be very judgmental, and and, and I lashed out at people just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees lashed out at people. Jesus did not die. Let's be clear about this. Jesus did not die so that you and I could ascribe to religious practices. Jesus didn't go to the cross, die on the cross, and then be raised from the dead after three nights and three days so that you and I Can go through a series of rites and rituals and routines. No, Jesus died so we could have a relationship with the Father. Jesus died so that the Holy Spirit could be restored. What Adam had in the garden, walking with God in the cool of the day, Jesus died so we could have that. Adam never went to school, he got things by revelation that exceeded education. Jesus died so we could have that. Adam had supernatural power, Jesus died so that we could have that. Jesus died and rose from the dead so that we could walk. And in the power of God, so that we could be conduits of God's love, God's light, and his power in this world. The Pharisees got upset with Jesus because they had no power. They accused him of because they had no answer. They, they Instead of acknowledging the fact that he was the Messiah, they started to a- accuse him and, and, and basically try to attribute the works of God to the works of Satan because they felt that Jesus's miracles were an indictment against their lack of power. It was an indictment against their way of life. As a result, they wound up fighting against a man that they should have been worshiping. They, they wound up fighting against the one man that they claim uh, to even know. People are fighting against things they should be partnering with. And the same thing happens today. Religious people are quick to criticize what they do not understand. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just that you don't understand it. Just because you've never seen it doesn't mean that it's not God. It just means that you don't understand it. People are quick to criticize what they do not understand. They are so focused on their religious traditions and practices that they cannot even recognize God when he shows up. Jesus was right there. These people were like, they went to synagogue Saturday after Saturday after Saturday. They went through all the rituals. They did the washing of the hands. They did the the altar of incense. They, they, They went to the Holy of Holies. They went through all of that and they claimed to worship God. And when God showed up, they couldn't even recognize him. Jesus came into his own and his own received him not. As a result, religious people, they wind up criticizing the very acts that they claim to be looking for and and worshiping, and, and they can't even recognize God when he shows up. So religious people criticize what they do not understand. Number two, sometimes there are spiritual answers to natural problems. Sometimes you're facing a natural problem, but the answer is not natural. The answer is spiritual. Sometimes you got to be able to discern when, when there's a spiritual force behind the scene. The mute man in the text was not mute because of a medical condition. He was mute because of a spiritual condition. Just like the woman, remember the woman that was bent over for 18 years and could in no wise lift up herself? She didn't have a back spasm. She didn't have a back problem. She didn't need a realignment. She was bent over by a demon and Jesus cast the demon out. So this man, he was not His mouth was not locked up because his vocal cords were not working. His mouth was locked up because a demon was keeping him from speaking. Sometimes you're looking for natural solutions but what you need is spiritual power. Sometimes these things can only be resolved with spiritual power. Sometimes you got to look up and, and, and not be looking for the things of this world because there are some things that you face that the things of this world are powerless against. God can give you the discernment to know the root of the issue. Put that in the chat. Say, God gives me the discernment to know the root of the issue. I don't want to deal with the symptoms. I want to deal with the root. I don't want to deal with the fruit. I want to deal with the root of the issue. And once you know, once God reveals to you the root of the issue, then know that he would also, along with the discernment to know the root, he will give you the power to address it. God gives you the power. Say that. Say, God has given me power. All right. Number three, I'm going to labor in this third point for a little bit. The level of discernment that Jesus walked in is possible. For us today, put, say this, say it out loud, and put it in the chat. As Jesus is, so am I. So, so I recently was watching an interview. I don't want to name the actor's name. Uh, you know, I don't want to tell you who he is because I don't want to, you know, cast any aspersions. But I was watching this interview, and there's a Christian actor, um, and he was talking about his faith, and he was being applauded for acknowledging Jesus in Hollywood for the fact that he was like, no, I'm a Christian. And and he does movies, but he's a Christian. And so he was being applauded for acknowledging Jesus in Hollywood. But then he said something that really disturbed me. He said, well, just to be clear, though, I can work with Proverbs. I can work with Psalms. I can work with a lot of the teachings of the Bible. There's stuff in the Bible that really teaches me how to live. But what I can't deal with is the magic. And the interviewer said, what do you mean by that? He said, when I see Jesus healing somebody or casting a demon out of somebody, I see that as magic. I don't know what to do with magic. I know what to do with love thy neighbor. I know what to do with humble thyself, but I don't know what to do with magic. And the interviewer was like, yo, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) Basically, what he was saying is, I'm okay with the teachings of the Bible that help me to live a moral life. But that's, dude, that, that's way below God's best. God, Jesus didn't die just so you could be a moral person. Jesus died so you could be like him in this world. So, I mean, like, he was like, well, that magic stuff, I don't know what to do with the magic. Basically, he was saying, I don't know what to do with the supernatural. Like, like the stuff that applies to my life, like practical, like Proverbs and Psalms and the wisdom literature, I'm cool with all of that. Like, like the biblical teachings are going to teach me how to get, be a good person. I'm okay with those teachings. But the supernatural stuff—that's magic. I don't know how to—I I don't know how to apply the magic. What are you? T- so what, what? What's happening here? You're criticizing what you do not understand. They're believers. Unfortunately, there are a lot of believers that believe like that guy, that they don't believe the supernatural is natural to them. They don't even believe the supernatural is available to us, and they see it as magic, like like you know, like that stuff. It's like it doesn't even apply. Okay, let me do some teaching right here. I need a labor on this point. What I just read for you this morning was Matthew chapter 9. Do you know what happened in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 10? Let me help you out. In Matthew chapter 10, now it's true. Up until Matthew chapter 9, Jesus was the one doing all the miracles. He would do a miracle. They brought another one. He would do a miracle. They brought another one. He would do a miracle. They brought another one. Matthew chapter 10, things changed. What happened in Matthew chapter 10? Jesus sent the disciples out. He said, now it's time for you guys to go do what I've been doing. Up until now, I'm the only one doing the miracles. Up until now, everybody's coming to me, and I'm the one that's doing it. But watch this. Now you guys need to go out. He says, you go heal the sick. You go raise the dead. You go lay hands on lepers and watch them recover. You go cast demons out of people. Clear, Jesus was saying, I'm giving you the power to do what I can do. No mere human can heal the sick but you're not a mere human. I'm going to breathe on you and the Holy Spirit will empower you. No mere human can touch leprosy and watch the leprosy recede and, and, and people get new skin. A human can't do that, but you're not a mere human. I'm breathing on you so that the power of God is on you. No mere human can cast demons out of people, but you're not a mere human. No, no, no. I'm breathing on you so that the same Holy Ghost that's on me will be on you. Jesus was not requiring them to operate in their humanity. Jesus was requiring them to operate in the divinity that he was depositing on the inside of them. Come on now. You are not a mere human. Say that. I am not a mere human. Put that in the chat. No, I am a human conduit of the divine. I'm walking around with God on the inside of me. I'm carrying Jesus with me. And so Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8. He says, this is what I want you to do. You go. You guys go do all of this. And then he said something that was key. He said, freely you will receive, so freely you give. Freely you will receive. Listen, when you go, it's not about you. When you go and lay hands on people, when you go and, and pray for people, when you go and operate in the supernatural, it's not about you. Freely you will receive... So freely, you will release. And so he was saying that you're not supposed to come up with it. It's not about you. It's not about your intellect or your power or your your preparedness or your level up. No, it's not about that at all. Freely, you will receive. Freely, you release. Every morning, I come down here to my office. What do I give you? I give you whatever I receive. I release whatever I receive. Whatever I receive, I release Whatever I receive, I release it. Jesus wanted them to receive. Put it in the chat. Say, I receive and I release. That's how I live. And so he said, freely, you're going to receive from heaven. So freely, you can release heaven into this world, into the earth. That's how you experience heaven on earth. Later in Matthew 10, Jesus said to these very same disciples, hey guys, let me tell you something. When you go out, you're going to be arrested. Some of you will be arrested. But watch this. This is Matthew chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. He says, some of you will be arrested. Now, when you're arrested, for, you're going to be arrested for my sake. When you're arrested, you're going to be brought before people, officials. And at that point, you're not going to know what to say. But don't worry about it. This is what he says. When you are arrested, don't worry about what you're going to say or how you're going to say it. At that time, you will be given the words to say. It would not really be you speaking the spirit of your father will be speaking through you. Let me read that again. Let me. Let me re- he says, listen, you're going to go and you're going to get arrested. And when you get arrested, you're going to be asked what to say. Don't worry about what to say. Don't worry about how to say. At that time, you will be given the words to say. And it will not really be you speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. That's how we're supposed to. Re- I receive and and I release. That's how we live. So Jesus knew that the disciples were not going to know what to say. And so he was like, I don't even need you to know what to say. Don't even worry about it. When you go, matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 10, he even said... I forbid you to take any money with you. I don't even want you to, listen, I don't want you to take any money with you because if you can't believe me for money, you're not, if you can't trust me for money as you go and do this thing, then you're you're not going to be able to cast out demons, right? You know, you're, you're, no, no, I, I want you to rely on me for everything. I will give you, I'll make sure that you're not lacking anything. Later, they came back. He said, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? They said, we lack nothing. When you stood before people, what happened? John 14 and 10, Jesus said, it's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. And so God is in me. Put that in the chat. God lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. He says, I don't want you to worry about money. If you're you're walking with me, the money will be there. If you're walking with me, the words will be there. If you're walking with me, the power will be there. If you're walking, come on, man, you got to walk with me. I was talking to somebody yesterday. This is not in today's word. I'm going to just slide it in for free real quick before I close. I was talking, somebody yesterday, wanted to talk to me, reached out to me from from, uh, Silicon Valley. I jumped on the call and I was like, what's up, man? uh, I don't know how to say this, but how is it that you're so bold with your faith and you're in corporate America? I'm trying to figure out how to work God into my career, how to work God into my schedule, how to work God into my life. And I laughed. I said, dude, God doesn't want you to work him into your plans. What are you talking about? God doesn't want you to work him into your schedule. God doesn't want you to work him into... What are you talking about? Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross. You got to die, dude. It's not about you. Jesus doesn't want you to, hey, let me find some time on my schedule for you, Jesus. No, it's not for you to work him into your life. He is your life. Come on, I, God has never required any less than all of you. I know that it's not convenient today to talk about dying to self. I know that it's not convenient today to talk about sin and uh, and unrighteousness and, and to walk in holiness. No, I know it's not convenient today, but if you wanna walk in the power of God, if you wanna walk in divine discernment, if you wanna live not as a mere man, you gotta give your heart and your life to God. God has never required any less than all of you and the church said amen. Jesus looked at a man. People was like, man, this man can't talk. What's the problem? He can't talk. Is it his voice box? Is it his tongue? It is No, it was not a medical condition. Jesus immediately knew in his heart, discernment, Holy Ghost, it's a demon. And he cast the demon out. You have the same, as I close, you have the same Holy Spirit Jesus has. You're filled with, if you're born again, you have the same Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Jesus is the incarnation of God. Put in the chat, I am the continuation of his incarnation. Jesus was the incarnation of God and I am the continuation of his incarnation. So go into this day and every day, knowing that God is on you and in you and with you and for you, you are not a mere human. You are born from above. And the supernatural is supposed to be natural to you. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I was I'm preaching better than you saying, Amen. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You are taking me back to the former glory. Old things are made new. For me, in this season, this year, I will experience supernatural manifestation like never before. My days of religion, ritual, and routine, those days are over. I have a relationship with you, and I am committed to developing that relationship while I'm in the land of the living. I walk with you and you walk with me. You enable me to discern the root of the problem and then you give me the power to deal with it. There's nothing I can't do because I'm not the one who's doing it. It is you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. Living with this mindset, I declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. And tomorrow, I'm going to deal with the fact that there was like, you know, you're casting out demons by the power of Satan and all of that. We're going to deal with that tomorrow. Listen, I hope that you're enjoying this series on the miracles. If you're not getting my notes and you get the notes for free, why not sign up? The notes are free. Go to todaysword.org click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I need you to do me two things real quick. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message because this is a message people need to hear. You can't live your life as a mere human. Jesus didn't die so you could just be a good moral person. No, Jesus died so you could be like him. So share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. And God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.